Hey everyone, this is episode 70 of the Real Estate Investing Podcast. And in this episode, we will discuss how interest rates affect the land investing space. I'm your host, Daniel Apke, joined by my brother and business partner, Ron Apke. Before we get into it, let's go over a question from one of our featured members of today. The question is, have you made any significant changes in your land business since the recession or preparing, or are you preparing for the recession? Great question, and this is a common question as well, so I'm glad we're saying it now, Ron. Get into it. Yeah, for sure. Really good question, and you got to be aware of what the market is doing at all times in this business. Uh, what are we doing to prepare? Like Keeping an eye on the market, Dan, I think is one of the more important things that I am doing. So I'm constantly looking at the market, uh, seeing what's selling. Really, every week, I want to see my areas that I am doing work in and seeing what is selling in those areas, if things are sitting on the market longer than expected. And then I'm pricing a little less aggressively. So maybe markets I was offering 45% of market value in six months ago, I might be offering 37, 38, maybe 40%. So I'm lowering my offer prices because the market is taking a hit. We're not necessarily seeing price drops at this point in land, but I am seeing less buyers out there. Like there's less competition for specific parcels. Uh, Dan, I know you've seen a lot in terms of your local market, and it's not the land market, but your local market with the uh, just the housing, not it just dropping, the market dropping a little bit. Yeah, they. Um, I, I talked about this, I think, in our last podcast just a little bit, Ron, but there is price reductions now in 14% of the homes that hit market in the Tampa area. So 14% of the homes that go on the market are gonna drop their price. And that was, I think, July to August. Um, and it's trending up. That's a high number, though. that's higher than it's been in four years. Um, so that just shows something as a whole. And obviously things are changing very rapidly. I'm excited for the changes. I think it brings a lot of opportunities in the business model we're in. Real estate is one of those unique things where it can almost be harder in hot markets. Like it can be harder to acquire property and buy into equity right away. Um, there are a lot of challenges in hot markets and real estate, so there's pros and cons to both sides, but I'm, I'm really excited for the next 12, 18 months of acquisitions from our rental property, commercial property business, and the land business as a, as a whole. But let's get into the show, guys. Speaking of that, Ron, the show's on that topic. So how do interest rates affect the land industry? And for you guys who are newer here, um, let's go over just a background real quick, Ron, of what we do. Talk about the land business, talk about our rental business a little bit, just for a really quick 30-second brief background. Exactly. So this is the second episode that we have rebranded as the Real Estate Investing Podcast. We're really excited about that change and being able to branch off and teach other aspects of real estate beyond just land because we are in quite a few uh, different aspects of uh, real estate. But um, as far as what we do, so our main business is buying and selling land. We buy land under market value. Like I said during the question, we buy land anywhere from 35 to 40% of market value and put it back on the market. All this acquisition is from direct mail marketing currently. That's how we do it. We send direct mail marketing or direct mail to landowners across the country and we get a uh, maybe tenth of a percent uh, convert into deals, maybe even a little less than that. But every 2,000 mailers, we get about one deal. Our average uh, profit per, per deal is about $20,000. Um, in terms of our rental business, like we're constantly, rentals we are using, so I, I look at, I was talking to someone about this the other day, I, I use land as my working income, but that's not gonna build me wealth in itself 
30, 40 years down the line. So we use our working income and try to constantly grow that working in income through land and then putting that into commercial buildings, putting that into we own a salon, uh, apartment complexes and stuff like that. So that's our background and that's where we are. I don't know if you wanted to add anything else, Dan, but that's how I look at it. And I think that's how you build that long-term wealth in real estate. Yeah, it's just like, um, I mean, land is so, so, so good at providing immediate cash flow and it can provide a significant cash flow pretty relative compared to other business models very quickly um, you know within six months you can be up and running and have good cash flow good business um, and we actually have an episode coming out um, either episode 72 or 73 is going to be talking about can you sell a land business because I'm, I'm big into that so we can talk about that long-term wealth strategy as well which goes in hand in hand with what Ron's saying a little bit but Let's talk about, let's hop into interest rates, Ron. Um, obviously, interest rates are rising. They're going to continue to rise. It appears. Um, we never really know, but it, they just announced, the Fed's just announced another three-quarter rate hike, Ron. Um, as you can see, prices on the market are dropping when they're listed, so people can't get that top dollar anymore that they once could get. People aren't overbidding um, for houses, but this is how interest rates affect the land industry. So we can talk about the real estate, the rental, or I mean, housing industry as well, because it ties in hand to hand. But let's dive into that, Ron. Yeah, I mean, I think like I spoke about at the beginning, I think the main thing affecting the land industry with this recession or with interest rates going up is you're going to have less buyers out there. Like a buyer who maybe was getting a loan at 3% for land, 4% for land, 12 months ago isn't going to be able to get that percent. It's going to be closer to 6%, maybe 6.5%, something like that um, at $100,000. So that's a significant loan at 6.5% compared to where it was, uh, whatever, a year ago, eight months ago, something like that. So I think that's the main thing, Dan. There's going to be less buyers out there who are looking to buy land without loans. I think it's a great spot for cash people, like people with cash right now, um, or have a ton of places to put their money. Land is a very safe spot with very little in taxes so they can put their money in that. And that's what we're seeing a ton of. Like I'm seeing so many more cash buyers, which is great because we can close those in two to three weeks really easily. But in terms of the loan, the loan people I think are slowing off a little bit. It's a little more difficult to sell those really small parcels, Dan, because most of those are loans to build a house or something like that. And we're not, those are more difficult to sell at the moment. Absolutely. That, that makes a lot of sense. So with your smaller infill lot type of properties, um, really anything, you know, one to two acres, half an acre, all of that, those are people going there to build a house on. If you have 30, 40 acres, it becomes more, you know, recreational. Yeah, they might put a house on there, but they're doing a lot of other things on there too, obviously, um, if they're in the market for that. But I just looked it up, Ron. So today's 30-year mortgage rate is currently today's rate as of August 11th. It is 5.53%. So um, we did a market report a couple of months ago talking about how the interest rate then I think was like just hit 4% run or something. Um, so it's trending up obviously, but a year and a half ago or so, it was half of what it is now. So, and, and we're starting to see the effects of that. And they're, they're gonna continue to raise these rates run to try to combat inflation, I think. Um, but I did wanna mention one quote real quick um, that kind of relates to this. And it was a quote from a commercial broker um, that I talked to. 
The quote is, in up markets, you find the property first. In down markets, you find the buyers first. And that just kind of relates to the interest rates in a way because the interest rates are a sign that the market's kind of slowing. Um, there's going to be less buyers, like Ron said, in these markets um, with higher interest rates, obviously. So buying when, when these interest rates rise, having a buyer's list, having um, good realtor relations in, the, in these areas, I think becomes much, much more important for this um, in order to sell your property faster on. Yeah, I 100% agree with that quote. It's not something in our business we have done a great job of in terms of getting buyers list for specific areas because it's been so easy. I think that's going to make it more difficult over the next 12 to 18 months, 24 months, something like that, if you don't have a buyers list. And it's something the last four to six months we've really been working on as we have kind of seen what's coming. So I think having that buyers list where you can blast out an email, maybe a day I would just do it once you purchase the land, honestly, blast out an email saying, I have this five acre parcel, here it is. Um, I have, and uh, is anyone, are you interested in this basically? It's just like realtors send out emails when they get a property that they are listing. Uh, so having that buyer's list is gonna be very valuable. And like Daniel said, realtors already have buyer's lists. The good land realtors have these buyer's lists. So getting those relationships built um, they're, they're going to probably have a lot more properties for sale now, but it's going to be harder to sell. I think your selling point going into it, getting these realtors on board with you is, listen, I understand the market's going down. I'm not trying to get market value. I just want to sell this for 90% of market value, 85% of market value quickly. Uh, is that something you think is possible? Do we need to list at 80%? What and we we just messaged someone on Discord talking about this, Dan. Um, what can you do to what price do we need to price this at to sell this uh, in two weeks, in three weeks? We don't want things sitting for six months because the market's not going up anytime soon. So underprice, and then you might even get competition when you're underpricing, Dan. Yeah, and at the end of the day, guys, when money is expensive, well, money is more expensive than it was six months ago. Um, which means cash is more valuable. But even if that buyer, like Ron said, is coming with cash, it's still, they are affected in some way by these rising interest rates. Maybe they're coming with cash because they can't get a loan um, or because the interest rates are higher. It affects the whole economy as a whole, I think, Ron, and that's important to talk about. So even if your business isn't affected by interest rates, or you don't think it is at least, it is affected by interest rates. Even restaurants are affected by interest rates. So it trickles down like that because at the end of the day, money becomes more expensive. I could get a 2%, 3% loan a year ago for whatever it is, or I could get you know a cheap business loan. It doesn't need to just be interest rates for houses and mortgages. Like Interest rates, money is more expensive, period. That means cash is gonna be more valuable. People are gonna be more cautious of spending that cash they have because they know it's more valuable. They know the interest rates, they know what the economy is doing. This all boils down around to the recession aspect of what's going on, I think. And I mean, there's so much to go into. I think at the end of the day, it's just, it becomes more and more important to market your properties very, very well. Um, it, you're now in a buyer's market, Ron. It was a seller's market. We get 20 calls in a day trying to buy our properties a couple years ago. We're now in a buyer's market. These buyers come, and especially with houses, it's more, I see it more, but there's less buyers on the market. You gotta treat them very well. You gotta take care of those buyers. Maybe if they don't like that property, you call them and show them your other properties or whatever that is. It's, it's really turned very quickly, a lot faster than I think anyone was really expecting. Um, and you can see that in the data, the Redfin reports I posted the other day. You can really, really see that, Ron.
Yeah, it's in hot markets too, which is crazy. Like Tampa, like that's something everyone said. And I remember us talking about the beginning of the year, like, yeah, it's still going to go up 20% year over year, which maybe it could because the beginning of the year, how, how fast it was. But this second half of the year from whatever, June 30th until December 31st, I'm guessing pretty much every single market is going to be going down in terms of that. Just based on what you're saying, 14% price decreases or price cuts on properties. Yeah, some people try to overprice and try to get too much, but it's just not the reality of the market and it's not going anywhere anywhere anytime soon. So seeing that in markets like that is concerning. Like if you see that in Tampa, Austin, Phoenix is a huge growing area. Vegas is a very big growing area. That's when like you need to like, this is going to hit everywhere. I, I don't see a big difference. I'm in Cincinnati. I don't see a huge difference when I look at Cincinnati versus Tampa in terms of the market being hit. Like I don't see it get getting hit any faster in Cincinnati than it is in an extremely hot market. So it's a, it's coming. You got to be aware of it. Like Daniel said, it's not just interest rates. Money is more valuable. So I think, uh, I think six year, months ago, Dan, 12 months ago, like any deal that came across our desk, like that was a single or maybe even a double, uh, we would we would throw our money at. Now, uh, now we're like waiting on that home run deal. We're waiting on that property that was $2 million um, in terms of uh, commercial buildings. We're waiting on that property that was $2 million six months ago, and now it's listed at 1.3, 1.4 million. And we're looking for those home run deals opposed to just like these singles and we would throw our money. We did that last year, Dan, throwing our money at any multifamily that would cash flow and that we think had a good appreciation. Would you agree on that front? Yeah, I do. Um, obviously, if you bought 12 months ago, and I, it depends your market. Well, actually, all really all U.S. markets. Like I was saying, this market that I live in now down here in the St. Pete, Tampa area, I, I looked and Ron mentioned this earlier, last July to July of this year, up 20%. So even if you bought at market value, hopefully you didn't buy 20% over market value, which is probably rare, but I'm sure it happens. Um, if you bought around market value, you still made a great amount of equity. I mean, 20%. So if you had a $500,000 house, it's now 600,000. So congrats on that. You bought it at the right time. Everyone probably thought it was still too, it was too late in July, but it still went up 20%, Ron. Now's the time I think you really have to keep an eye on it because like you said, these price decreases, that market from July, from August or whatever, yeah, August to the end of the year or August to next August, what's that going to do? Um, and I, it's going to get worse before it gets better in my opinion. But let's talk about Ron and I think this is important because someone actually called me, um, called my cell phone and asked me about this yesterday, seller finances and alternative selling methods because obviously in these down markets where money is more valuable, maybe there's gonna be less cash offers, there's gonna be less loan offers coming in. Maybe at some point we're gonna to have to get creative with how we're selling and offer more, more options to people because they can't just go to their bank anymore and get a loan for 2.5, 5%, whatever it was, or 3% for you know their future house. Mm -hmm. um, so I think these alternative methods might start to rise again, Ron. Yeah, for sure, I definitely think that's a possibility. Um, but then you still need to charge some kind of interest rate on that seller financing and get some kind of cash flow. Obviously it changes the business model quite a bit. That's why we haven't at this point, cause we haven't needed to. It's obviously something we keep an eye on and we have a lot of people ask like, do you guys do uh, owner financing? 
And at this point, if we do that, if we ever go into that dam, we're not going to deed the property over until it's paid paid off, in my opinion, um, which makes the finance, like they can't do much with the land if it's not deeded over. They cannot build on the land until it's deeded over and stuff like that. So it's something that I, I've thought about a lot, Dan, but just with the way the business model and what we're, it's still working, what we're doing, selling for cash, selling for bank loans, uh, and banks will typically still give loans for land. Uh, we're not seeing any slow up in that. Like these people are getting approved and the deals are going through, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. It can, it just changes the business model quite a bit. That's why I'm kind of not, hes I am hesitant with it. Uh, that's why I'm trying to avoid it I think my my solution, Dan, is just buying cheaper. Honestly, we have the cash ready, getting these sellers on board and buying cheaper. Yeah, I mean, market correctly and buy cheaper. I mean, if you're buying cheap, you can sell cheap. So maybe instead of trying to get 100% for that seller financing, you have some people coming in at 75, 85%. Um, you're listing your property lower and you're attracting, there's gonna be buyers in a recession at 85 80%. Like people like to buy discounted properties. People are still going to be looking for properties. Just because we're in a recession doesn't mean everyone just loses all their, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disposable income. Doesn't mean they lose all their disposable income. There's still going to be plenty of people out there buying. You're going to be the cheapest one on the market. Um, and you're going to have the most attractive marketing on the market. Your property is going to sell. And we're going to keep a very close eye on that. I am not against seller financing necessarily. We just haven't needed to use it. it you become like a collection company and these people default and you got to, you know, there's just a lot that goes into it, um, which is why we haven't. We like cash. We like to sell really quick for cash or, or a loan and get done with it and move on, Ron. I think that's the biggest thing. But yeah, we're going to keep an eye on all these methods and all these different seller financing alternatives in the market. So we'll keep updating you guys. I know this is probably our most common question. It was in our Wednesday, our free Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern time call that everyone should hop on if you guys haven't yet. It's every single Wednesday, great value. We go over deals and whatnot. Um, hop on that or get in our Discord if you guys haven't. But uh, that's really all I have, Ron. I think the biggest thing, like you said, just market your properties correctly and buy cheaper and sell cheaper. Exactly. I think that's easier said than done when we just say buy cheaper. Like it's not stick to your number a little more like you'll get and Daniel talked about a little bit on our webinar like these people might be asking for a few more thousand dollars that might cut that's going to cut into your margin if you just agree to it. Get a feel for them. Try to stick to your number initially. Maybe you got to go up a little bit. But uh, I, it, it's a lot easier said than done, but it's going to be valuable. Even if you buy something at whatever, you offer 18,000, they ask for 20 and you're like, sorry, 18 is the best. More people than not will say yes. Yep, exactly. Well, let's wrap it up. Did you guys know we have a free Discord with tons of investors involved, including Ron and myself? It's a great place to get started in your real estate investing career. Go to landinvestingonline.com slash discord to sign up and then get in the discord. Say hi to Ron and I. Please like and subscribe this video, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever you guys are listening on. It means the world to Ron and I and it drives this business forward. As always, thank you for joining and we'll see you next episode. Thanks, guys.